Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 107 in Edmonton, hour number two. The Edmonton Oilers and the New Jersey Devils. Still tickets available for tonight's game. Tomorrow here at Rogers Place, Star Wars Night, Edmonton Oil Kings and the Calgary Hitmen. This is Oilers Now, and the second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Digitex is your all-in-one convenient location at digitex.ca. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour, Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women that are employed in Alberta's horse racing and breeding industry. And we'll also hear from Ken Danica, longtime New Jersey Devil player and broadcaster. You can text us at 630-630 on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors has more for your floor. You can reach us on our River Creek Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. My personal Twitter handle is Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott's had to step out for the next 50 minutes. He's doing some training. Uh, so... Angie Quinnell is off on the board back to the studio. Thank you very much, Angie. We'll tell you guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South, downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park locations. Just before we bring aboard Sportsnet Spec, Taylor Hall did an availability about uh, 25 minutes ago. Uh, and I believe his opening comments just on uh, playing the orders about 20-some seconds here and getting up for the game. Yeah, it's it's fun. Um, you know, I, I didn't get to play here last year, so um, it's a it's a hockey town. It's a town that I I, I played six years here and uh, um, grew up here. Um, had a lot of good times here and, and made a lot of good friends. So um, definitely coming back here is is a lot of fun and um, it's an important part of our schedule as well. So that makes it um, even more fun. Very polished sounding Taylor Hall. Then got a more direct question from. Mark Spector, I believe, about, hey, if you end up being an unrestricted free agent, would you consider Edmonton? Here's Hall's response. Uh, haven't even thought about it. It's uh, it's too hard to even rule out or in any teams at this point. There you go. So uh, I think he, Spec, you were there. Give me your take uh, as how you, you, you think he sort of handled the whole thing overall. He did seven minutes with you guys. He was the only player that they made available on a game day after they played the night before. Uh, your perspective? Yeah, uh, first of all, I think we should uh, all applaud him. It was a very uh, easy and acceptable for him to say, you know, I played last night. Uh, they're going to ask me all these free agency questions. I don't need this stuff. Uh, I'm not talking today. Lots of, lots of NHL guys would have done that. 
And he came down to the rink, and he was, wasn't coming down to work out, Bob. He was in his street clothes, came down to the rink. He stood in front of me, so give him credit for that. It's hard being Taylor Hall coming through Western Canada right now, right? He can't go, Bob, through every town and talk about how awesome it would be to play for someone other than New Jersey. <laughs> you know, it doesn't look good in your room when you go, yeah, man, L.A. would be awesome, and yeah, I'd play in Edmonton, and oh, boy, I sure wouldn't mind playing for... Like, he can't do that. Yep. But from a professional business standpoint, he can't... He, he's obviously considering becoming a free agent, so he can't just give it all up to the devils either. Right. So they're difficult interviews, and we put him in a tough spot, and he handled it like a total pro. I thought his questions, his answers were good. He did speak fondly of Edmonton in that first clip and how he liked playing here in his time and likes coming back. But uh, when you said, hey, would you play here again? He's he's not cracking that door open, man. No, absolutely. Now, was he asked a question about dry settle? Yeah, it's just about, uh, I, I forget how the question was phrased, but uh, yeah, he, he was asked about if dry, he sees a different dry saddle uh, than he, he had seen before. And he says, oh yeah, I see a guy that's just way more confident now. He's been in the league, he's been around, he's had success, he's very confident. He said he's not always riding, you know, second horse to Carter McDavid. He says he's driving the bus some nights uh, because he's a much more confident player now and uh, that's, I think, what we all see, Bob. Yeah, absolutely. Mark Spector joining us. Sportsnet's back for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. And, Mark, uh, the Oilers got to pull it together here. They've got just, uh, they've lost four of their last six games, uh, opening two games of this homestand. Uh, Could have won the game against Arizona. We're not good in the first half. You and me have slightly different views on what we saw against Arizona. Here's okay. what I'll say. They can't skate. There's no question. They, oh, no you, question. You, Arizona can skate. I don't, I don't think they were stylistically as boring as maybe you thought, but that's yeah. okay. We're allowed not to 100% agree. I think you make a valid point, though. If you're going to sell hockey in the desert, if you're going to help sell hockey anywhere, you might want to play a little bit more exciting style. Oh, boy. Is that fair? Yeah, I've, I've been taking it from the Vancouver fans for three days, or the Arizona fans for three days here. Uh, but I'll stand by what I'm saying. I wrote the same thing about the New Jersey Devils, who were winning Stanley Cups playing that way. Right. Uh, I remember the L.A. Kings beating everybody 2-1. to one. Yeah. Sure, it was successful, but it was boring as heck. Yeah. And Arizona's a different story here. They don't make the – maybe they'll make the playoffs this year, but the last seven they haven't. And we've watched Arizona come through our town for many, many, many years in a row. Dave Tippett was the coach of sure those Sure he was. Teams. And he didn't have any talent, so he played this terrible, defensive, boring, awful game to, that was brutal to watch. And he did not have the horses to have success down there. So uh, I'll stick with it. They can win all they want. The game I watched them play in here the other day, they line up at center ice. Sure, they forecheck. And they were counter-striking. And they were quick quick on the counter So did the Minnesota Wild counter-strike with Jock Lemaire. But did anyone want to pay a dollar to watch that garbage? No, they didn't. So I'm telling you, they've been in the desert 23 years. They still don't have people going to their games. They still haven't had a successful team. The game still has not sold in the desert. And they're playing dead, boring hockey, in my opinion. You can disagree with me. Sure. But I've been watched it for a long time. It ain't fun to watch. Because I do think they made a little bit. When they go out and get a guy like Kessel and they sure. made the Schmaltz deal, they've tried to add a little bit more offense. How, did you notice Kessel the other night? No, he was quiet. Not a bit. Yeah. How come? Because he wasn't forechecking and playing defensively sound hockey. Right? That's the only way you notice anyone on that team when they're stealing the puck from you in the picket fence at center yeah. ice, Bob. All right, so a couple things have happened here the last couple games. Two different types of teams, uh, Arizona and St. Louis. St. Louis got a bigger, heavier team, but reoccurring themes, and, and it, it, it parlays back into this game tonight. 
Yeah. You you win the goaltending matchup. You win the special teams matchup. Nine times out of ten, you win games. Okay. And the Oilers did not win the goaltending matchup last two games. Koskinen gave up a bad first goal against the other uh, against yep. uh, Arizona. Smith would like to have the third one and maybe the, even the second one back against St. Louis. I That's, don't mind the goals on Smith. That yeah. third goal, the guy's rifling it from below the dot. Well, bomb. and Matt Benning and Darnell's yeah. nurse both went to the same guy. And guys and, are and McDavid. And there was a switch off. Street. Like, there was a switch off mistake that allowed the yeah. free look there. Those pucks go in, man. But the, the Blues also went two for three of the power play. The Oilers yeah. only went one. I mean, bottom line. They beat Edmonton fair and square. They, they were the they, better they, team in every element of that game. The Oilers did some. The Oilers were around. They hung around they in hung the game, around. Mark. They, they did. You know, they had they some. Did. What the Oilers didn't do is they didn't capitalize on their odd man breaks. So I'm, I'm going to circle back to special teams and goaltending because okay. this game tonight, the New Jersey Devils come in with a record of 4-6-4. Four, and four. They just got beat 5-2 last night in Calgary. Yeah. Well, last year they got pounded 9-4 in Calgary. They did not have Taylor Hall. They had about six or seven other guys out, and they smoked the Oilers the next night 6-3 <laughs> in here. That's right. I remember that. Uh, but here's That's my... That's stung. That did. And that, at that <laughs> point, you realized that's okay. done. Yeah. Here you go, Mark. The Edmonton Oilers uh, are second in the league in the power play, 12th on PK. So they, And their power play hasn't been killing out of late. Their penalty killing. Second in the league, Bob. You'll take it, right? <laughs> and, and the penalty killing has been leaking a little bit, but they're still 12th, which is yeah. way better than they've been. That is 27% on the power play, 83% on the PK. That, my friend, is combined 110. None if you're a 110 in the NHL, you have really good special teams. Yeah. Guess what New Jersey's combined power play and PKs are? What? 87%. Okay, there are 26 on both power play, both PK. The Oilers' combination of Smith and Koskinen, much maligned in the offseason. Both guys coming off games where they'd say they should have made one more save. Sure. 9-13 on the year, 10th in the NHL. Nothing wrong with that. Guess what New Jersey's is at? Oh, boy. It starts with 8. 8-7-2. 30th out of 31 teams in the NHL. Who's worse? Uh, L.A. Really? Jonathan Quick. Hey, poor Todd. Yeah, poor Todd. Okay. So, so Corey Schneider, do we know if Schneider's starting officially? We do not know. We assume he's starting tonight. Yeah, we're pretty sure of that. Okay, so Schneider, 908, 907 the last two years, 847 through four appearances this year. Mackenzie Black with the other goaltender at 888. Like that. That's why this is a deceptive game because the Oilers have had good special teams and good goaltending. New Jersey's not had good goaltending and good special teams. But if you look at New Jersey's lineup, they got some players. I mean, Hughes is starting to take a step forward here. He sure is obviously a legitimate top six player. Taylor Hall's an MVP a couple years ago. Palmieri can score some goals. Gusev has a chance to be pretty good. Even a guy like Miles Wood. It's a good uh, player. He's a good player. He yeah, can play a mite. Yeah. yeah. Right? Simmons is kicking around. Not sure how good he is uh, anymore. Sammy Vatten is playing well for him. Vatten's out playing P.K. Subban right now. Yeah. So this this is a da- – do you not concur this is a dangerous hockey game tonight? Well, I think so because the, this Jersey team's teetering here. You know, they got to put things together, 4-6-4. Four, and four. So, you know, the other thing you got is Corey Schneider, who's, who's literally his career here is teetering. Like, he's got to get going, man. Yeah. He hasn't been good for a long time. He's been hurt a lot. Uh, he's healthy right now and not playing very well. And he gets this start. This is a huge start for Corey Schneider. In two nights, they're playing in Vancouver. If he played great in here tonight, I mean, it's going to be a slap in the face for him if they go into Vancouver and they start the other guy, which they will if he doesn't put his game together. So you're looking at a goalie with a ton to play for tonight. And, you know, I think, listen, Edmonton's issue, Bob, they, they, by and large, they've had issues with it hard teams to play against. And I'll put Arizona in that. 
you know, what's their record against Arizona the last five years? It's terrible. Yeah. And and Arizona's not been a good team, but, but Arizona a makes hard it work. Team Arizona. To play against. They make it work. Right. St. Louis walks in here. I mean, they're they're the epitome of the hard team to play against. They're big, strong, tough. Late defensive. Pound. Arizona they, hasn't pounded the Orders. St. Louis, Louis has pounds pounded them. Oh, it hurts to play St. Louis. Eminent doesn't do well against that. So you got to get better at those games. And in the meantime, when you got a Jersey team coming, limping in here, played last night, things aren't going good. They don't have goaltending. You can't let these two points off well, the hook. You got to take them. Winnipeg was had dropped three straight home games. Edmonton went in there, lost one nothing in a shootout. Right. Right. Edmonton goes into Minnesota. Minnesota was two and six at that time. Minnesota shuts them out. Yeah. Detroit. Detroit. The lost only win, only win they've gotten <laughs> the last thirteen games. Edmonton was against yeah. the Edmonton Oilers. So right? Let's not be too critical. They're ten and five, Bob. That part's okay. You're gonna drop a Detroit game along the way. Yeah. They also beat but Jersey. They had no business winning that game, and they won that game. Ka- Ka- Koskinen was good in that game. Right. So and he's getting the call tonight. But yeah. this is I'm with you. This is an important hockey game, and they better not look past their opponent. No. We're gonna talk about something that we probably talk a bit about too much about, but it's now getting national in scope. Officiating. And okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Maybe with what McDavid and Drysaddle, and, and if there's been a philosophical shift from the league office as well, when we return on Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. Welcome back, everybody. Let's go to the injury report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Uh, Jim Brown, James Brown, uh, was a member of the Edmonton Oil Kings and had his career ended due to a neck injury. Quick out-of-town update, by the way, for you. The uh, Tampa Bay Lightning lead the Buffalo Sabres 2-0. That's over in Sweden in the second period. On the injury front, uh, for the Edmonton Oilers, activated Josh Archibald. Uh, soon to be activated will be Joe Kim Nygaard. Archibald is in the lineup tonight in the lineup. Uh, with Riley Sheehan. Sheehan never technically went on IRR, but missed the last three games with an upper body issue. Uh, Tomas Yurcho has cleared waivers, uh, and Colby K was sent down to the minors as well. Adam Larson closing in on return, hoping to play maybe in 10 days from now. Uh, the winner's got some news. Colorado, they're going to play him twice in the span of a week. Nikita uh, Zadorov is out for a couple of weeks, broke his jaw in last night's game. Ooh. Uh, he's a nasty piece of business. Burrell's yeah. in the players. I like him. All right. Uh, Nathan McKinnon's going to be okay. He got uh, nicked up in last night's 9-4 victory over Nashville. He will be back again. That is the injury report for James H. Brown injury lawyers. Mark Spector, uh, you've always had a very good relationship with the officials. Mm-hmm. It's a loser's lament to complain about officiating. And yep. unfortunately... Uh, you know, the Oilers have been gifted two terrific players that have the puck a lot, and there's some angles these days that don't look too good. Now, my theory on the on McDavid is he's so good and so fast that the refs aren't always in position to see the transgression, and part two, you can't call everything. Yeah. But I think this part two should be part one. You can't call everything? You can't call everything. All right, so give me your take. Has Arizona and St. Louis over the last couple games benefited a bit? 
from some non-calls against those two players specifically. Yeah, I thought Arizona did a really good job of doing what Todd McClellan used to complain about, getting on Taylor, uh, Connor McDavid, you know, before he got the puck, when he when he starts to fire up the Jets, that's when you get a hand on him or a stick on him. And, you, and, and frankly, you know, the referees are probably a little puck-focused because they're supposed to be. I mean, yeah. they should be looking around. And, uh, you know, they're not hooking him as, as per se. They're not necessarily holding him or grabbing him, but they get in his lane and they stand in front of him and they make it hard to get up to speed. And that's how he, the, the book's out. That's how you defend Taylor Hall. All right. Uh, you don't get a penalty every Taylor time. Taylor Hall or Connor McDavid? Ah, sorry, I got Taylor Hall in my brain. I just talked to him for 10 minutes. Sorry. Yes. Connor McDavid. Okay, Excuse so uh, now there was a play against Arizona with Dreisaitl where basically he he was coming down the ice, barreling in on Oliver ekman Larson, who earlier in the game got walked by McDavid for a goal. Mm-hmm. And upon video review, you can see played as day that Oliver ekman Larson is holding Leon Dreisaitl's inside arm as he drives the net, and Dreisaitl drives him right into the net. Yeah, I but, remember that. But, I mean, it was... It was but, I mean, you couldn't, like... I didn't see... At at game speed, no. you don't see it, but on... No, it's, it's, it's like the play when the player falls on the other player's stick, and it looks like the guy on top is drilling the guy into the ice, but he's not. He's trying to get his stick back, and the guy's holding it. So Brian Burke and Elliot Freeman both commented on the officiating the other night against St. Louis. Uh, Brian is of the belief that the Oilers need to get eight or ten encapsulated videos and send it to the league office and say, look, man, this is what's going on here. Sure. Is it a loser's lament, or is there some legitimacy to it that, you know, I mean, you look at Matthew Kachuk. He draws a lot of calls, too, and I think, well, that's because he plays at a pace that all the officials can see. He's a great player. He's always around the puck, always around the net, and so there's calls that come as a result of him, and he's engaged with players on the ice. In McDavid's case, I genuinely believe, believe he's so fast and so good they're not. They don't see the quick slashes on the hand and on a stick. They missed a one plain as day against Arizona the other night, and then Vince Dunn the other night with St. Louis as well. What do you think? Am I out to lunch? No, no, not at all. I mean, this a. I haven't looked in the last couple of weeks. Connor McDavid tends to draw the most penalties in the league every you know sure every year, right at the top, and it's because he's the hardest guy to defend. That's why. Kachuk's different. Like I don't even think you can have the same converse well, about the two. Kachuk's drawn penalties come when the whole world is watching. Yeah. He's done something to someone that nobody saw and they punch him in the head and the ref makes a call. And I'm that's not a critique of him. That's a good part of his yeah. persona. So those are you can't compare those. No referee could miss the penalties that Let could me ask the question generally. differently. Mark Spector, does the NHL do a good enough job protecting star players? Well that's a whole different ball game. A lot better today than they used to, um, but just because you have the best player in the game, Bob, you're not going to tell me that you get an extra two power plays a night just because you got Connor. Like, sorry, you know, having Connor McDavid on your team and having been gifted Connor McDavid is enough. If you yeah. think that you get two extra power plays every 82 well, nights Mark, a year I get because the of sense, it, I get the sense from much. the New York and Toronto offices that that's the way they feel too. Well, I actually think there's a degree of schadenfreude that exists from guys, in, and it's a Canadian phenomenon. Like in the States, they build up their stars. And in Canada, we're like in nuts. Other you sports. just said it with in your other sports. Yep. In other sports, you just said it. You just said it right now with your tone. You're not gonna get that. And and well, you don't. You I'll tell you what. Advantage do you I'll want? tell you what needs to happen. At some point, McDavid needs to say, "This is a blanket joke." It's a garage league. 
That's what he needs That's to That's what Lemieux and, said. And so the one time he reacted when the puck was in the net was on a video call. And since that referee, since he's that happened with that official, he can't buy a call from that guy. We have raised a generation of officials in this league that you can't talk to. Can't talk to. They wave you off half the time. I'm not sure about and, that. And you know what? They don't want to treat the star players better than the other players. Well, the A, they shouldn't treat them better. They should treat them the same. Shouldn't treat. Why should Connor get calls that other guys don't get? Uh, but he gets, you know, more infractions put on him than any other guy. Right. So, so he should, he draw he the most should get more. He should draw. And the he most. does draw the most penalties, Bob. He, he just does. doesn't draw as many as you want him to draw. Yeah. Right. You think he should draw more? I get that. That's yeah. fine. But he does draw the most penalties in the league. Okay. Maybe right? somebody can provide us updates on those numbers. Speck, I look forward to ha- look him up. Where are you going to be Tuesday? Are you are you going to go on the trip? I am staying home, baby. All it's right. going to be awesome. Yeah. We'll do a we'll do a hit on Tuesday. Thanks for your time. All right, Bobby. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.